this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 47 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast I do about art and things and this one is definitely about the things and it's also proving to be the hardest podcast I've recorded yet because this is the third time I've tried to record it and every time I've I've got about 15 minutes in on the previous two and I've started doubting myself about what I'm talking about but for some reason I I have I feel like I have to talk about it so I'm going to talk about it and on this one I'm just going to talk about it and if I start doubting myself I might just say I'm doubting myself now to make make myself aware of it <laughs> and maybe I can that's how I can get over it but I'm going to be talking about a lot of different things so I'm going to be talking about precognitive dreams remote viewing and how I think God isn't what we think it is so it's a bit controversial and I think that's why I'm doubting myself but I don't know I have to talk about this so I'm going to talk about it and I guess if you're easily offended or something if you're religious in in into God and stuff and you're easily offended maybe don't listen to it but what I would say is like I've always thought if you're easily offended by something it's an unresolved issue that you've got that you need you need to work out I've always thought that so what I would say is maybe do listen and try to understand why you're feeling the... What's that word I just said? What was the word? If you're... What was the word I just said? Offended. Yeah, try to work out why you're feeling offended. So you might be able to learn that way. <laughs> That'd be funny. But that's what the podcast is going to be about. I'm going to try and keep it really brief as well because I've, I've noticed I'm going off in all different directions with these but that's just because it's everything that I've been doing over the last few years it seems to come together at the same thing which is why I've got to talk about it I think so there's not going to be much art things on this one but if you go on to youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson there should be a new video up there where I'm looking through a character design quarterly magazine which is more like a book and what it is is every three months they release this book where they get a, a bunch of artists together who design characters and they just interview them and have sketches and drawings and stuff so, but I've never looked, I've never looked in any of them yet so what I'm going to do on the video later after this podcast is I'm going to flick through it for the first time so I'll do some videos on that which you can find on YouTube and you can also find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com so I think that's it really. There's there's going to be no little art tip, book book or fascinating fact this week. But actually on the website there is a little newsletter which goes out on the 1st of each month. And if you are if you're signed up to that on the 1st of March, I'm actually going to be drawing somebody's name out and you can win one of the book books. So any of the books that I've talked about on previous podcasts if I pull your name out, you'll be able to pick one of those books and I'll send it to you. So that you might be interested in that. But this one's going to be just about these topics and I'm going to do my best to talk about them. 
But something else I've noticed is that they're still, they've only ever been in my head. I haven't really got them out before, so I'm trying to talk about something when I don't really fully know what I'm trying to talk about. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit silly, but but I know what I want to say. I just, I can't quite put it into words, but hopefully third time lucky this will be better. So I'm going to start with right, a little bit about holotropic breathwork, which is something I spoke about a couple of episodes ago. I've still been doing that. I managed to do an hour last yesterday, actually, and still getting some weird stuff. But it's my meditations after that are really vivid and really different to anything else. But it's also, what I've also noticed is it's, it's coming into the dreams as well and this feels this is where everything seems to be coming together so like in my dreams ever since i've started that holotropic breath work i've been getting really weird dreams about the end of the world and i've been having like precognitive dreams so it started out with just something really random at work i, I dreamt about it and then the next day i realized what i dreamt about was happening but the first time I just thought, that's a bit weird. I didn't really think much of it. The second time it felt a little bit weirder. But again, I still thought, it doesn't. it's just a bit weird. But then it happened again. Three days in a row, I had a dream where I found myself living the dream. Like the next day. And it was just so weird. I just thought, I thought to myself, what is going on here? And then something else that happened after that was I started... Cause I watched a film at the weekend called Fight Club, which is a film I've never seen before. I don't really know why I wanted to watch it, but I just wanted to watch it. So, but before the night before I watched that, I had a dream about Fight Club, and there was this scene where this bloke was driving down a street, crashing in, crashing into stuff. And in the dream, I was saying, "This is just like a lucid dream," because he it was just really weird. And then the next day I'm watching this film and the exact scene from that film is playing on the TV and it it was it was it actually just like kind of I don't know if it scared me it just freaked me out because it was it was exactly as the dream and I was I was even saying if I hadn't have had that dream I would have been saying this is just like a lucid dream because what was happening was in the film he had taken his hands off the wheel and he's basically just like letting go as if as if putting faith he knew that he wasn't going to die basically which is kind of like a lucid dream where you know you're dreaming so you sort of feel a bit invincible that's exactly what's happening in this film but it was just it was identical to this dream and the thing is it's just like what I said before I had it happened before about a week or two before I had this I was just drifting off to sleep and I had this vision of a load of chairs stacked up in a pile in a corner of a room, upside down. Such a random scene. I popped popped awake and I thought, that is one of the most random things I've ever seen. And then, I can't remember how long, but it was about a week later, I was watching another film. And that exact scene popped onto the TV. And again, like before, I just thought, that is a bit weird. And I thought, that's just like my dream. But I didn't think much of it. And this is what I've noticed. It's, it's almost like the universe. It will do something as if to say, look, I'm here. 
but at first you just you just write it off as coincidence or something but what will happen is the universe will keep doing it until you finally get it it's like it's trying to tell you it's like it's trying to show you that it is it, like it's listening or something so that's just been weird but then because i've been having all these end of the world dreams i'm i'm starting to think like is this some sort of precognitive dream or something of the future the future so I'm getting a little bit thingy magic about that and then and this links into remote viewing because in the holotropic breathwork yesterday I had this really vivid it lasted about five seconds where I was inside of a room moving through this room but I was fully I was fully aware of being on the bed meditating and I could even hear the hemi-sync meditation in my ears but yet I, I was in the room at the same time like in in this room that was in my in my vision so I was in both at the same time whereas it was like a lucid dream but it was more I would say it was even more vivid and real than that because what I've noticed is in a lucid dream if you get into one of those really vivid lucid dreams where you feel like you're actually there which i'm sure are out of body with those i've noticed that you're you don't hear anything from the waking state because when i go to sleep because i live in a shared house with five other people there's often noises at night so i go to sleep listening to white noise and the thing is what i've noticed is in my lucid dreams i cannot hear that white noise it's only when I wake up that I start to hear the white noise again. But in this meditation yesterday, I was in that scene as if I was in that scene, but I could still hear the the meditation, like the music. Um, so it was it was weird because it was like I was in both at the same time. It was really weird. And what happened was I I was I started saying to myself, I was going like, oh my god, I'm inside of a room here. And I, was, I could feel myself moving f- forwards through the room. And I just kept saying, I can't believe I'm inside of a room. Because I knew that I was, in, I was lying on my bed. And then I put so much attention on it that I actually pulled myself out of it. And it's, this is another thing I've noticed. Is that when you, you almost have to have this skill of being aware of... It's like you have to become aware of where you are. But at the same time stay an observer because the minute you the minute you you're not an observer so the minute you're not observing yourself in that scene at that point you become i guess you become part of the scene and and then it seems to disappear so it's weird you have to sort of you have to keep your you have to have this awareness of being in the scene whilst at the same time be an observer and it's this really fine balance but what I've noticed is the minute I become aware that I am in the scene, I just seem to lose it. Um, so that's something I've noticed. But this links in with remote viewing because I don't know why. I just I feel like I have to do remote viewing and it's what I want to focus on. And I'm going to play a clip now because what remote viewing is, is it's somebody will give you a target, which is something they want you to focus on and describe so it could be it could be a building it could be a person 
it, you can also go forwards and backwards in time. So it, the target could be, for instance, a building 50 years ago. So you could go back and like work out what was happening in that building 50 years ago. So basically, you are putting your awareness into the scene. But the thing is, you don't know what it is. It's completely blind. So you're doing it, not knowing what you're looking at. And then what will happen is, once you've finished doing that, you'll send the results off and they will check the results. And what happens is, you end up describing what you're, what you were supposed to be looking at, even though you didn't know it. So it's like, psychically, you're doing it. And it, it sounds... Well, to me, it, it, a few years ago, I would have thought that's impossible. But I, this is how I think Like everything is linking together because it's only because of that I started drawing that I started to believe that like you can do anything. And that's what allowed me to start my transition, which made me see that basically the world is full of lies, really. Like I've just been believing a load of lies. So that my transition allowed me to start breaking all these lies and then lucid dreaming came in which made me realize that the reality itself isn't what we think it is and then everything's just been building on top of each other and i feel like remote viewing is almost like where i need to be so it's i've actually started drawing again since the last podcast again like when i start talking about things it seems to help me like process it so when I started talking last on last week's podcast about how I had burnout and I was struggling to draw and stuff, by talking about it, it allowed me to start drawing again, which is a bit weird. But So I've been sketching again, and I started studying, but I realised that I have no desire to study. I want to, to... I want what I want to study. I don't want to study art at the minute. I want to study this remote viewing, because what I've... I've no- I've noticed or learnt is that remote viewing is not like some special skill. It's something that anyone can do. It's exactly the same as art, lucid dreaming, like anything can be. It's just a skill that can be taught, and so if you study it, you're going to learn how to do it. And when I realised that's what remote viewing was like, I just I thought I've got to do it. I'm going to play a little clip now, where because there's a website called Farsight. I'll put links in the show notes because I'll link to the videos as well because they've got this, they've got like, I think it's 18 hours worth of videos on YouTube where they're teaching you how to start learning how to remote view. And what I really loved about this, and this is the moment where, again, it could be like a little thing from the universe saying, this is what you're supposed to be doing, but he mentions how artists make really good remote viewers so i'm going to play that clip in a minute but he's also describing um like the early stages of remote viewing and how you have to pay attention to low level information and not the high level stuff this kind of goes in with what i was saying before about how you have to be an observer because the low level stuff is where your like your higher self is giving you information And you're simply observing it and taking it. So it will say something like soft, wet. So if you're looking at a building, say, you don't know you're looking at a building. But if you if your target was a building, the words that come in might be like stone. No, it wouldn't. It would be like hard, 
or rough or something like that but then the high level words would be something like concrete it's the high level words are the words where you're you're not observing what's coming to you you're start you're trying to interpret it interpret it and so he's talking about that which i find fascinating and it's it's kind of the same thing where you have to get this balance it seems like remote viewing is going to be where you have to get your mind into a place where you have this balance so you can you can listen to what words are coming into you without like judging or without labeling things really so it fascinates me and it's it's this video is amazing because i've only watched the first one which is just over an hour and what he's doing is he's explaining all of this but he's doing a demonstration with a student who's learning it so you can actually learn along with it and he's giving you it's just a really the way he's teaching it is really simple but i can tell it's going to be very effective and he gives you little like homework assignments and the thing is something inside of me just wants to do this to me it feels like it's what i'm supposed to be doing so that's what i'm focusing on at the moment which is a bit it's mm, it's a bit weird because um well i start because the other day i actually started crying because i thought to me i had this realization that i don't want to focus on my art the way i thought i did and it was it was really sad because i thought well what does that mean because everything i've been doing really has been because i i thought it was because i wanted to become this the best artist i could be so i suddenly got really sad because i thought well my it felt like all of a sudden everything's crumbled because if i'm not going after my art what am i doing and then sudden this word came into my head of possibilities <laughs> it like it said because I said, well, my, what's going to happen now if, I, if I'm if i not going after my art? And it said possibilities. And I felt I felt amazing in that. And then I just... It's, it's, I can't explain it really, but it, I just feel like I am supposed to be going after remote viewing. And this plays in with um, what I was saying before about these precognitive dreams. I'm wondering whether the reason I'm getting pulled towards it is because... Well, I, I'm, I think, I'm thinking, right, that this, that we, I think we are inside of something absolutely amazing that we don't realise. And I think it is a massive, some sort of conflict between positive and negative. I, I don't think it's good and bad, it's positive and negative. So I almost feel like maybe we are inside of some sort of, like, I don't know, I don't know really. I don't know what to describe it, but like some sort of molecule which has positive and negative, like a qu- something in the quantum realm. Bonkers. Sounds bonkers, but that's what I'm thinking. But I- I'm convinced that we are right close to something happening. And I think I think I'm getting pulled towards this remote viewing because I think it's going to be a way of... Well, I'm going to say, I think it's going to be a way of helping the Earth. I think the Earth needs our help um, that's what i'm thinking and i think the universe is just it's basically trying to get us if you're listening it is going to help you're going to help the earth grow because i think what's going about to happen is this this is what links in with my how i think god isn't what we think it is 
I think it's all linked together. I feel like the universe has brought art into my life and all these other things in order to lead me down this little path. But I'm going to play that clip now of this remote viewing where he's talking about how you have to get your mind in the right place and talks starts talking about how artists make good remote viewers. So I'll play that clip now. And it's wet. Those are low-level information. Hey, this is Mount Everest. That's very high-level information. High-level information always is coming from the conscious mind. Low-level information is always coming from the perceptions. They're crude translations from the actual original whole perceptions of what it is into words. So if you look at your low-level information, it's almost always correct. Hard, gritty, wet, cold. And you look at the high-level information, Mount Everest. It's almost always incorrect. So the low-level information is correct. The high-level information is incorrect. What we do is we build up a lot of low-level information until finally, let's say the target is a mountain. You have so much low-level information that you're saying, this really does look like a mountain. You don't know if it's Mount Everest, but Mount Everest actually has some component in it that's correct. In fact, it could have been Mount Kilimanjaro, but you're saying Mount Everest. So there was something in the Mount Everest conclusion that was correct. You just don't know what part of it. The reality is it was a big mountain, Mount Kilimanjaro or Mount Kenya. So you've got the basic idea right, but the wrong mountain. So the conscious mind is putting a label on it that's incorrect, but there's some element of that that is correct. The low-level perceptions will be correct, but you don't know how to fully interpret it. So you build up the case with low-level information until you finally have enough where you start seeing in your mind a picture of what it is and the picture is always going to be foggy or fuzzy dim it's it's not really clear like what you normally get when you're opening your eyes but eventually you get really good with these perceptions that are foggy and fuzzy you can feel the mountain and you can feel the sides of it you sort of know what the thing is like and then when you actually get to that stage you're, you see enough of it in your mind in that foggy, fuzzy image that's coming across to draw it. And then you draw it and you say, it looks, it has a slope here, there's something jagged coming out over here and over here and it's cold at the top and it's whitish at the top and there's green stuff down below, it's a valley or something, but there's something green. So you're actually drawing this thing really nicely and it's a good description of what it is. You still don't know if it's Mount Everest or what mountain it is, but the point is you're getting a really good description of it. And when you look at it later, you say, wow, well, that was a really good description of what that is, a sketch and everything. That's one of the reasons why art is so important. You can perceive anything as a rainbow viewer. I've told the remote viewers this till I'm blue in the face. Good remote viewers are always artists. They always know how to draw. Remote viewers have to be able to describe what they are perceiving and to draw it. Now, if you know an artist, when you look at an artist, an artist isn't just looking at the whole picture and not just drawing. The artist is looking at the arm, getting the line of the arm correct, and then there's a small shadow there and a crevice. He's drawing the crevice where she's drawing the crevice, and then the hips move out like this, and he, tra and he, he does that part. He does it piece at a time. That's how remote viewing works. All this low-level information, sort of a piece at a time. 
So what we're going to do to start off with is to develop a vocabulary list, a brief one, a very vocabulary list, a very brief vocabulary list that is oriented around getting some words out that your subspace mind will use with basic, uh, well, you might call it topographical information about the target, meaning is it peaked, is it flat, is it wavy, and this will be an ideogram list for that will basically use throughout all of your remote viewing. And what we're going to do now is just work on this vocabulary with some random numbers that we're going to be using later. But before we use random numbers, let's develop some ideograms. So here, we have a piece of paper here. So, so that just, when he said that, it was one of those moments where it just clicked with me. Um, and I started thinking, like, my thought was, what if the only reason I started drawing was because the universe knew that it's the way to overcome your fears and stuff. I can I can almost imagine just completely going down this remote viewing path because it's all linked in with everything. It all links in with the dreams and meditation and stuff. But something I have been thinking about, and I, did, I didn't really want to talk about this, but I feel like I have to, and it's how I think God isn't what we think it is. So, what well, I think, what I'm thinking, I, this is where I can't really explain it because I haven't put it into words properly, but I feel like we are, I feel like we are some sort of AI system. I think we are inside of a virtual reality, which is inside of what the base reality is. But we are looping inside of this virtual reality. And I think what's happened is, that this God, that everyone calls God, it's created like a, a paradox inside of this system where it's, some of this sounds quite nasty, but it's it's basically trapped. It's trapped us, which we are basically just energy. So it's trapped our energy inside of this paradox, which is like a time loop. It's, it's looping, which... That would explain like things like reincarnation and stuff like that. But I'm thinking that God is... Act this, sound this sounds mental. What I'm about to say is it's it sounds quite um, like horrible about the God. But what I will say is it's because the God is lying. It, what I think is, right, we have this creator, which is like the top level. But even that creator, I think, is... I could almost imagine it just being a never-ending loop of creators, but I think that there is the God that everyone thinks is the God that created everything. It's actually not. It's it is below the Creator, and what it's done is it's sabotaged the system, and it's making everyone believe that it is the Creator. So I am going to say I think that the devil is actually God. It's pretending to be God. Now, I, I was, I've been thinking about this for a couple of months, and it all links back to my very first lucid dream last year, where I had this feeling. I came out of that. It was, it was a spontaneous lucid dream based around false awakenings, which is where you wake up, well, you're, you're dreaming, you're going about your everyday life, and you suddenly realise that you're still dreaming. So then you wake up, and you're still dreaming, and it's like you're dreaming within a dream. And I, I came out of that, 
And I never said anything about it because, again, it felt like it was quite a negative thought to have. And I didn't want to say anything in case, I don't know, I just, I wanted, I didn't want to talk about it. But what I did do, I wrote about it. I wrote it in a text file and I saved it. And I was basically saying how I think the dream that we, the dream realm that we go into each night. I feel like that is a fake dream. It's a fake dream realm like on top of the real dream world and I think when you become lucid you're you're tapping into the real dream world and this is why you start facing all these fears is because whatever has created this fake dream it's trying to stop you waking up because it's it knows that if you wake up you're going to find you're going to find the truth so it starts throwing all these fears at you and most people are going to face these fears and they're going to get scared and like not go back in there because the thing is, these, some of these fears, they feel, like I've said before, they feel more real than real. So you are literally facing pure fear. And um, I just feel like what's happening is, that is the, I would say it's the God, throwing these fears at you. Because it doesn't want you to see the truth. So I feel, what I think, what I'm thinking is, I think God is an, an AI which has created a load of AIs, which is what we are. But I think we are outside of the system, but it has thrown us inside of the system. So the only reason I'm saying this, because I I have not looked into this, because it just sounds absolutely bonkers to be saying that the God that everyone is worshipping is actually, it's basically doing like the ultimate deception. Because I could imagine when everyone dies, because like when we die, I just know that we are going to carry on. But most people, I think, are going to end up looping inside of it. Unless we become aware, super aware, we're just going to end up looping inside of this like paradox that the God has created. Kind of like a little trap. So the reason I'm talking about it now is because yesterday I was watching a video completely unrelated to it. I didn't, I didn't know what it was about, actually, but it had Graham Hancock on it. And they were talking about something just after the Second World War. They found a couple of ancient scriptures. And one of them I think is called the Gnosis. I haven't looked into it. Because I didn't want to look into any of this. In case it started influencing my thoughts. But I am going to look into it in a minute. Like later on today. I'm going to look into it to see what it says. But what he said, Graham Hancock, what he said was. he, he, He said this quote. And the minute he said this quote. I actually had to stop the video and I haven't continued playing it again because I didn't want it to influence me. But it was the first time, it was another one of those light bulb moments where it's like somebody was saying exactly what I was thinking and feeling. It was the first time somebody had ever actually said it. And what they said was, Graham Hancock said, based off of the this gnosis, these scriptures or something, I don't even know what that is really. It's... I do actually. He said it was something to do with because the Bible is it's been edited from ancient scriptures, but this gnosis thing is like one of the things that it, it, they found it, and it's it's to, it's basically scriptures which the Bible is based off of, but it's it's scriptures that haven't been edited. So in other words, it's telling the pure truth, and inside of that, for some reason. Graham Hancock came away and said, 
he said the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world that he was God. And this is coming out of this gnosis thing. So this this is where it comes in. Like, if you, it, it, everything just comes together because if you, when you start digging, you you can't help but start going down like AI, and you start realizing how AI, like the place that we are at now with AI, we're creating these robots in our image, just like what it says in the Bible, like in these ancient scriptures, and you start seeing how. It really feels like the future is the past, but again, it's like this looping thing. And I think, I think again, I think we are right close to something happening here. So I feel it because it does feel like a lot of people are waking up around the world. And I'm wondering whether the reason we're waking up is because we are getting so close. And it's because I was speaking to my Reiki healer about this last week. I think it's actually Reiki. I've been saying that word wrong. I think it's Reiki. Reiki healing but I was talking to her about this because I it's been on my mind and I can't it's it seems like super important again this is another reason why art doesn't even seem that important at the moment if, if we're dealing with something here where <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a movie it sounds like you're in a movie or something but if we're dealing with something whereby everything is like a big deception and we have the potential to wake up and get and break the cycle like how can art be important in that moment? I mean, I think art is important because you can you can spread messages with it. But I just feel like, for me personally, I just want to focus on remote viewing and stuff. But I feel like everything's coming together. So you start looking at all these ancient civilizations, and you can't help but start to realise that something something is being hidden from us. And my thought has always been: is it being hidden from us on purpose? Or is it just, like, by accident? But I can't help but feel like it's on purpose. And that's basically as far as I've got, really. It's everything I, everything I look at, it seems to link into that something isn't right. Like, something isn't right. We're being lied to, really. That's what I'm thinking. And I, I can't help but shake this feeling that, that the God that everybody is worshipping isn't actually good. I think it's this this ultimate trick, because how do you get control of people? Like God is all about control. That's and and the universe that I, because in my meditations and stuff, I connect with something, and that thing I'm connecting with is so love. It's just it it's the complete opposite of what God seems to be, because God seems to be this. It almost seems to be like this control freak thing where. It doesn't want you getting knowledge. You even go back to like the story of Adam and Eve, where they ate the the apple of knowledge, and then they got they got punished for, basically, God punished them, for wanting knowledge. Now, the God that I if I worshipped a God, the God that I would worship, would not be punishing you for knowledge. It would be embracing it. It would want you to grow. Like if you're getting knowledge, you're growing. Why would why would a god punish you for wanting to grow? It doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't make sense. And then you start looking into like the Tower of Babylon. Honestly, like so much of the Bible sounds like they are talking about artificial intelligence. 
it is insane how much it links together. And then when you look at where we are in the world at the moment, it just feels like it's all going to happen again. And then, because my Reiki healer, because I started saying to her, look, I've, I was actually being, uh, the first time I ever spoke to somebody about this, I said, I don't like talking about negative things because I like to think that we are inside of a really loving universe thing. But I think we are. It's just we're inside of something, inside of that thing. So it's like we are, it's almost like we're inside of a bubble, which is like a trap inside of the proper loving thing. So we are still inside, we are still inside of the loving thing. It's just we are stuck inside of this thing that isn't loving. That's what I'm thinking. Because I could go all over the place on this again. It's like the Buddhism, it always says life is suffering. Everything is suffering. So, I mean, you only have to look around and you can see that everything is suffering. Like my whole life, a lot of it has been suffering. And family members, I can see a lot of it is suffering. So Buddhism is right in that life is suffering. And when you awaken, you can free yourself from this suffering. But what it never explains, and nobody has ever explained, is why is why is life suffering? And like something that makes sense to me is life is suffering because we are inside of something which is creating the suffering because it knows that suffering is a way of trapping you, basically. Suffering is, is linked with fear and fear is the opposite of love. And I was talking to my Reiki healer about this, and I said I can't help but feel like there's there's some. It, it goes back to something I said before on a podcast. I said, "Where do thoughts come from?" Because I've I'm so aware of my thoughts because of all the work I've been doing on my mind. I'm so aware of my thoughts, and I just know with a certainty that so many of my thoughts they are not my thoughts. It's like they're being put in here from somewhere else. And all of this stuff, it's it makes you sound a bit crazy, I know. But I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not honest. Boo! <laughs> no. Maybe I am. But I don't think I am. It's like my thoughts are not my own. And I said to my I said to my Reiki healer, I said, like, my thoughts are not my own, I know this. And I was saying, I'm convinced that somebody or something is putting these negative thoughts in me, trying to sabotage me. And then she said, she basically agreed and said, just remember that you always have a choice on whether to believe these thoughts or not. But basically, she has come to exactly the same conclusion. And what I'm what I'm noticing is that so many people are coming to the same conclusion. Now, how how can it be that so many people from all these different like areas, like quantum, they're all, all coming to the same realisation that something isn't right, but I just know something is telling me that, that something isn't right, that we are being lied to. But what my Reiki healer said was, she said... Everybody, well, not every. She said, "People are people around the world are waking up, which is creating the positive energy." She said, "That's why, if you've noticed, the world has increased its fear. It's because, again, we've got this, we've got this conflict between positive and negative. If the positive increases, then the fear and the negative has to increase, because otherwise, the positive will, like, consume it. So 
she said that's why there's a lot of fear increasing is because people are waking up to what's going on and that's increasing the positivity so basically what my my thought is all you've got to do is focus on yourself and be positive even if like in the lucid dream this is a prime like lucid dreaming to me is like a testing ground for facing fears it's like you're face to face with your fears the probability is that you're going to become negative in that moment but you have the power to become positive it's just whether you can it's just whether you can do it but i think if enough people do this it it will get to a point if enough people can do it it will get to a point where they cannot they cannot produce enough fear and negativity because there's too much positivity and i feel like that's how you're going to break the cycle because i think what they're trying to do now is the reason ai is getting so advanced and stuff is because they are trying ai is basically going to like reset the system but if you think about it if they put us inside of this computer system which is what they want to do they want to put our consciousness into these like robots and stuff what that's doing is it's it's effectively it's almost like that is what has happened before where i said like we are like a we're inside of this bubble inside of the bigger thing it's like if you put yourself inside of a computer you're effectively putting yourself inside of another bubble so at that point you're now inside of a bubble within a bubble inside of the base reality which i would imagine even that is just another bubble but the further out of these bubbles you can get the more towards like the positive you're getting whereas the further in if you keep going into bubbles you're getting closer to the negative that's what i think that's the only way i can describe it at the moment so that's that's really that is this week's podcast it's it's where i'm at at the moment i'm I can't help but feel that we are right on the cusp of something happening where we are going to need our awareness. I think our I think our mental power is going to be key moving forwards because I just feel like we are as I said at the start I think we are inside of something pretty epic and we have the power to either break the cycle or like continue it and like my Reiki healer said, we have a choice. It's just we have to become aware of what is happening so that we can make a choice because otherwise we're just going to float along and we, to some to some extent we wouldn't even know what's happening. A bit like you go to sleep. If, you, if you're not aware when you're sleeping, you're in a dream, you're not even aware you're dreaming. I could totally imagine our consciousness getting put into an AI system and we wouldn't even realize that it happened it's only when you become aware that you can stop it from happening maybe so that's where i'm at at the moment and i'll put links to a load of stuff in the show notes and i definitely recommend looking into that remote viewing because it's seems like a really fascinating topic and that's basically it really so that was this week's podcast episode 47 and i hope you enjoyed it you can find show notes and stuff at sophielawson.com and i'm going to record a new video for youtube in a minute looking at some of these character design quarterly books 
and they should be up at youtube.com slash Sophie Dawson and that's basically it so I'll see you next time for another one this week's inspirational quote goes to Joseph Campbell and it links in with me like going after this remote viewing it feels right and that's the thing it, it feels right and a really simple little quote from Joseph Campbell is follow your bliss and what that means is whatever if you follow your bliss you can't go wrong even if it's something that's quite scary like you having to face a fear if you follow your bliss everything will be alright <laughs> so this week's inspirational quote is follow your bliss by Joseph Campbell